Hello and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Dreams, and today we are talking to Jesse Hart. He's the lead developer of Liquid Plus, a new launched, uh, newly launched website that you might have seen some ads for. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks, Mitch. If you haven't heard of Liquid Plus, you might not have seen the front page of Twitch because they're airing spots during the LCS matches. Uh, they're launching TL's mascot into space on a weather balloon. Uh, and the organization is going to be hosting an Among Us tournament. Uh, they're going to be dropping a crane into a whole thing of TL merch and a whole bunch of other ads, all pointing to this new platform, Liquid Plus. So what is Liquid Plus? And Jesse will be able to explain a lot more. But on the top level, it's a place where fans of Team Liquid can gather and even earn rewards for being fans uh, of a team or of the entire organization. I just did the sign up and it takes you through your favorite esports, then your favorite Team Liquid players, before I ask you to link some other social accounts and, and explore the site. Jesse, we talked for an Esports Insider article back in August around the open beta. What were the main priorities between that beta and this launch? Oh, that's a huge question. There's so many things you want to get out of a beta and there's really not enough time to do it. Um, from the tech side, there was a lot of validation that we needed to do in terms of, uh, hey, how many people can this platform really support? Um, are the fans even going to be receptive to the kinds of things that we built? Have we missed the mark on some things? Uh, how can we course correct those? And of course, on the other side of the coin, where you've got your um, the operational side of things, like are we putting out the right kind of content that people respond to that content? We wanted to test all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, the beta was, uh, as you point out, it ended about oh, a couple of weeks ago now, and it, it was up for about four months. And we got pretty close to answering a lot of those questions and you know, it made some pretty significant strides there. Fantastic. Uh, how excited were you to actually open this up to the public? So I know you had the beta, but uh, <laughs> I, how long have you been working on this? When did you first start uh, all leading up to this week in this full launch? So Liquid Plus uh, started as an idea back in January two years ago. Um, we, we seriously broke ground on it in March uh, of that year. So that's March 2019. And we worked on it under wraps for about a year and a half before it got to the public. So it's it's been worked on for quite some time. <laughs> and I don't say, I don't know if that excitement's the right word. Uh, dread's probably a, a more accurate descriptor. Uh, on the tech side, you're never sure if things are going to go according to plan or if something's going to go wrong and then every late night ahead of you. Um, but fortunately, things went off with basically without a hit yesterday. So um, <laughs> a, a, a huge sigh of relief at the end of the day yesterday. Were you expecting fires to pop up all over the site once people got their hands on it? Yeah, that's the thing with development, right? Um, if you do your jobs correctly, then uh, e even then there's going to be something you haven't thought of and there'll be some some bug somewhere that's firing off a million queries a second or something. And uh, it's only once you really get it out there into the world that you realize that, oh, no, there actually was a problem here. <laughs> Um, but we had pretty minor issues. Uh, we worked through them very, very quickly. And yeah, the, the platform's up and running and, and super stable and we, we couldn't be prouder. I was going to say, I read through the whole sign-up process earlier today and it was pretty streamlined, worked pretty pretty well. I believe everything was working uh, as intended. It took me about five minutes to go from the uh, initial sign-up phase to getting on the site, picking all my favorite players and then playing around with it. 
What do you want people to know about this site where, hey, I've listened to this podcast right now. Why should they go check out Team Liquid Plus? What does it offer that hasn't existed in the past? That's a great question. I think uh, if you're just a general tech enthusiast, Liquid Plus is really pushing the boundaries of what is even possible in, in esports technology. I think um, more than anything else, this is the first real esports loyalty system that exists in, out there. I think you see a lot of people out there doing e-commerce loyalty, which is which is all very well and good. You see a lot of people trying to gamify um, club decisions through through various uh, 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 smart contract technology, that kind of stuff. But but nothing really getting to the heart of what it means to be a fan of an esports team and to recognize that fandomship in, in a real way. And that was our guiding light all through Liquid Plus and building a platform that recognized what fans how fans were engaging with Team Liquid and making sure that we could identify the people who were engaging with us the most. Um, it, it's it's somewhat criminal that we didn't know who our biggest fans were this time last year. Um, our fans, as we've come to know over the last eight months or so, are just some of the most amazing people that we could have ever hoped to have won over to our side. Um, we're kind of constantly in awe of the the kinds of things that they 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 post and say to us and how they connect with us and the, the volume of how much time how much time they spend watching Team Liquid. It's really, really, uh, it makes you feel honored just to be a part of the platform. We wouldn't be able to do any of this without Liquid Plus, right? So the whole point of Liquid Plus is that once you've connected all your accounts, you can just go about your life as you would in the other way. Like you don't have to worry about anything. But every time you engage with Team Liquid, be that we're competing in the LCS, be that it's a Rocket League match going on, um, a Dota tournament or just the, the Blast tournament that's just being in Counter-Strike, for instance. If you're watching us and supporting us, you're going to be, be credited with points and those points eventually come back to your profile and are a symbolism of your, a symbol of your fandom for Team Liquid. Of course, if you engage with our players directly on Twitch or on Twitter or message us on Reddit or Discord, across any of our Discords, that is, even including our player Discords, all of that information is being fed into Liquid Plus and we get a pretty good understanding of who you are as a fan and we're able to have eyes on you as a fan. And that's a pretty scary thing to think about um, for a lot of people that, oh no, big bad companies got eyes on us, but we have pretty strong uh, data protection and uh, our, our data protection officer, Rich, he's been a member of the community for just as long as I have, which is about 13, 14 years at this point. And Everything we do is for our fans and all of the data is locked away safely, securely, and only ever used to make, uh, to, to basically let us know who you are as a fan and to, to give back to them. Well, that went on a bit of a tangent in the image, but uh, I don't know. No, I Liquid mean, Liquid Plus that... is one of those things that uh, we feel really strongly about and feel is really special. I, I'm going to loop back to the importance of understanding who your fans are and, uh, especially how that relates to traditional sports and why it's, a, it's super important in esports. But you mentioned connecting all your various accounts and, you know, that comes with ones that are traditionally uh, attached to your person. You know, most of the esports community is not using Facebook anymore, but you uh, things like your Twitter profile is more likely to be attached to, hey, this is me. Uh, same with Instagram. And then you also offer the ability to connect with Reddit, with Discord, places that are generally more anonymous profiles 
Are you expecting any pushback from fans when it comes to connecting accounts like that specifically uh, to the platform? And, you know, can people still get good use out of it, even if they're not connecting all their accounts? Yeah, we think people can get quite a lot of use out of Liquid Plus even without uh, connecting their platforms. For instance, if you just want to use Liquid Plus as an e-commerce loyalty scheme, then by all means. Um, if you're buying things from our store, Liquid Plus will know about it and you'll get the appropriate points for that as well. Um, the, the added benefits of being able to engage with us on Discord or wherever uh, and be credited for that interaction, that's up to our, our fans to decide if they want to do that. Um, we do see a, a very, very, very strong Discord platform connection rate um, beyond what you'd probably think. <laughs> Um, we have a very strong Discord community. We have one of the largest Discords of any of the professional esports teams out there. And uh, the amount of focus we put over that over the last few years has really paid off in trust towards us as an organization and um, associating your Discord identity with Team Liquid. So we haven't really received any pushback on these things at all, uh, which, is, which is very good. That was one of the things we were worried about. But particularly on Discord, we... Um, People are signing up, connecting, and uh, they're giving us the keys because we built up that trust over the last three or four years. I think that's totally uh, that that makes a lot of sense. And you know, both Liquid and Reddit are quickly uh, becoming major, major platforms. And I think people, as as a platform becomes bigger and less niche, it also allows people to feel a little more like, oh, okay. Like this is just one of the major social medias I use and it's tied to me. You know, there's enough connections to me that I'm not uh, expecting to have a complete anonymous presence on the Internet. Uh, if any of our listeners still believe they have a completely anonymous presence <laughs> on the Internet, I have a bridge to sell you. It, it, it's not really okay. where we're going. Yeah, so at least... totally. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is trust based, right? Um if you were some Joe Bloggs esports team without the, the 20 years of history we have in the gaming space, I, I would be very surprised if peer fans would just jump on board with a platform like Liquid Plus. But our fans know who we are. Uh, we're not trying to hide it. They know that we look after our fans, we look after our players, we look after everybody in our community uh, to a very, very high level. And we like to think, or maybe I'm mis misaligned on this one, but I really like to think that People are so willing and so excited about Liquid Plus, and despite the fact that you have to connect all your social platforms to get the most out of the platform. I like to think that they're, they're, they trust us with their information because of the trust that we've been able to build up over such a long period of time. It's a great point in that how long Liquid is. It's, what, the second oldest, only behind EG, I think, in terms of like Western esports organizations. I think it was mere months apart back in like 2000, 1999. But regardless, it's so much longer than any other esports organization, really. And that gives you some special abilities, some special moments where it's like, oh, yeah, I know Liquid. I'm a fan of Liquid. I like Liquid. I understand them. We can do something like this. Whereas even a newer organization, something like Cloud9, it's only been was founded in 2013, 100 Thieves, founded four years ago. You might not have that built in trustworthiness. Exactly. We have uh, fans who have been fans of us for a very long time, um, you know, dating back to the 2000s, as you point out. And what, what's very common to see is that maybe someone's like a little bit worried about Liquid or some, some articles being posted on, on Reddit or something about Team Liquid. And you'll see one of these longtime fans jump in and say, actually, yeah, Liquid's great. I've been fans of them for like 15 years. They're a good organization. 
Um, and having the, the backing of those longtime fans to kind of put the put our newer fans at ease over these things is, is really invaluable and something you can't purchase. It's something that you have to build and earn over time. And uh, hopefully Liquid Plus is just another step on that journey to building even longer term fandom. Absolutely. And that's kind of the next uh, area I wanted to talk about. You brought it up in your answer previously. It's just sort of the importance of understanding where your fans come from. Because if you think about if you if you view it in the frame of a traditional sports team, they have an entire database of their biggest supporters. They're their season ticket holders. They're the people that uh, show up season after season, buying tickets, slowly move down the stadium closer and closer to the pitch. Uh, that's how they quantify fans. And it's a pretty standard part. It's something that they use consistently for sales, for different events, uh, to target merch to. And esports hasn't really had that. You have a ton of fans. You have a bunch of people watching, but they're spread out over a wide variety of different games. They're uh, interacting on these generally pretty anonymous platforms like Reddit and Discord. And it's a lot harder to quantify. Back to those early conversations around the platform, how important was that uh, from a brand perspective that helped get Liquid Plus off the ground? <laughs> well, um, I'd like to say a lot, but really not at all. Um, over time, these conversations filtered into the discussions around how, as we did the the background research on sports teams and how they go about loyalty and whatnot, certainly these, these thoughts entered our, entered our minds. But, you know, the genesis of this project was entirely, hey, look, um, Steve gives us this really famous anecdote now of a, of a fan coming up to him and uh, saying that she had been a huge fan of Curse and been following for years and was just a huge fan of Team Liquid and Steve had no idea who she was. And, and it was that interaction that kind of became Liquid Plus. Um, it wasn't about metrics or uh, trying to sell people things. It was all just about being able to recognize people being fans of Team Liquid. As corny as it sounds, that was it. Uh, and yes, over time, we, we laid in certain elements that take a nod from traditional sports, but uh, that was the genesis. In this respect of, if you want to go really sports analytics on this and go look at what happens in traditional sport, though, you're absolutely right in that season ticket holders are something that we don't have in esports. In traditional sports, generally, you have the sports team owning a stake in the stadium or have an affiliation with the stadium and are able to uh, monitor sales, monitor movement in that stadium and really track who their fans are through that mechanism. And New Sports doesn't have that, right? Like Team Liquid's not out here organizing the LCS. We're not out here organizing uh, We Play in, in Dota or anything like that. We're, we're, we're competing in all of these organizations' tournaments and we don't get any feedback on where our fans are. Maybe we have a, a store. I mean, maybe two years ago, we had a store at, at an in-person event, but not, not lately anyway. Um, but that was it, right? We had we had that level of interaction. Um, and Liquid Plus does give us the ability to know who is turning up to our matches on a regular basis, um, and that's something that's really that's that's really cool. I mean, going back to the the original genesis of the project, that's how we know that people like us. That's how we know people are supporting us, and it allows us to recognize them. Um, so, in, in effect, our biggest fans will kind of play the role a season ticket holder will have for a traditional sports club, but on Liquid Plus uh, and in the esports and digital arena space, which is a, it's pretty exciting. And um, it's one of the reasons we feel like Liquid Plus is one of the, the a, a real pioneer in the space that no other loyalty system is really getting at. 
it, it's certainly unique. I have never seen any uh, other platform like this, which is why I was really excited to bring you on the show to talk about it because it's uh, it's not something that exists out there. And I'm curious too, you know, as we talk about Paris's traditional sports, it's something we've mentioned in the past. Uh, Team Liquid, I, I don't know how many teams you all have. It's a lot. I was going through it. I was like, wow, they have teams in, you know, t- take a major esport and Liquid's got a team in it. Uh, and then you also have people really players from around the world, depending on which uh, esport they're competing in, depending on which region they generally compete in. Uh, how much of that, it's it's one of the unique aspects of esports organizations in general, is that they are not geolocalized generally. They exist in all these different communities at once, and all these different games, all tied together under one brand and again very different from traditional sports where people are all generally within you know a 30 mile radius of a stadium and then if not it's like little pockets of fans but they all come together into a stadium to get together and support uh and esports organizations don't really have that centralized rallying place the closest thing was probably uh team discords and team reddit communities yeah um you're you're absolutely right um, that's certainly how we've been using our Discord in the past as our community focal point, our, our mechanism to connect with our fans in lieu of, of tailgates at LCS and things like that, obviously. Um, but yeah, cer- certainly that's how we've been using those things. Um, but again, as you point out, esports is so unique in that we have such a, a global audience interacting with uh, us as a professional, a professional esports team. Uh, we have crazy fans out in Malaysia. We have amazing fans out in Brazil. We have people tuning in from Australia. We have people tuning in from China and all through Europe, obviously. Um, it's it, it's really insane to see the, the diversity and the number of people who are interested in Team Liquid. Um, of course, what we think on our side is that while a lot of traditional sports teams do have their focal points at their stadiums and their, their geo-restricted kind of group of people that will turn up uh, week after week, um, we do know that in particular with football clubs in Europe, um, there's a large international following behind a number of these, these big clubs that um, those clubs are, are, are missing as far as we know. Um, perhaps, um, perhaps maybe they're making inroads on that that I'm not aware of, but a Manchester United, for instance, has, or a Chelsea, has such a following outside of the UK that um, that that following is currently going uncaptured as outside of, say, a couple of Twitter metrics here and there. Um, and we had to come in and solve that same problem, but uh, it, for for esports, which is a little bit challenging with uh, these big clubs can't, aren't even doing it. I mean, the the saving grace for esports is that everything is online, and we don't have to worry about uh, broadcasting rights or doing deals with broadcasters because they're all everything's on Twitch, everything's funneled through. Everyone's using Twitter as a, as a um, communication mechanism and, and Discord and things like that. So, because we were able to point towards a couple hubs of where esports fans congregate, uh, we, we could we could use those as a leveraging point to get Liquid Plus in the door and to start tracking fandom and, and start tracking our international fandom and be able to start recognize these people who normally we wouldn't be able to interact with. You make a great point in that traditional sports teams would kill to have this much of a digital presence uh, around their club. It, it's always interesting to see where 
fans gather uh and i've found myself gravitating towards like reddit game threads of my favorite teams because i miss the twitch chat interaction that i'm so used to on esports to not have like a live feed of other fans while i'm watching a game is like feels so wrong to me now uh (laughs) that that i'm seeking it out in traditional sports yeah i mean who knows where traditional sports will go over the next five ten years especially um with the, the wake-up call the industry's had over the last 12 months with, uh, with COVID. Uh, who knows, maybe we'll have a whole bunch of poggers in chat next to, next to Super Bowl or something. <laughs> that's the dream. That, that's really the dream. Uh, the other follow-up, so just to follow back on how many teams Liquid has, it might be the most of any esports organization. I'm counting 17 different games that y'all either have a pro team in or you have streamers who primarily play that title. Uh, and then you also have an academy for your LCS team, which brings you up to 18 games or teams. How is the uh, how is Liquid Plus able to sort of build some bridges between fans? Like, are you noticing, hey, okay, this person, often the fans of our LCS team are also fans of Hearthstone, something I just pulled out. You know, is there like, <laughs> or Valorant maybe is a better one. Are, are people going... Uh, from the two Riot games? Are fans of CSGO also fans of Valorant? Are they also fans of Rainbow Six? Like, how, What kind of insights can you draw on there that are maybe applicable to the wider esports community just using Liquid's massive roster of uh, fan favorite teams? There's not too much I can say on that, actually. Um, a lot of that's still under investigation and, and doing the research. But, but what I can say on that is uh, the main barrier to cross uh, game interaction that we found is, believe it or not, a schedule. The, the fact, knowing that there is a Dota match going on if you're a League of Legends fan or if you're a Counter-Strike fan, oh yeah, Valorant's playing in like two hours, I might just tune in and watch that. And that's one thing that Liquid Plus can do. It gives our fans a, a schedule page that lets them know when and where we're competing. And that alone is almost enough to bring them across the line into a new game and experience a, another part of Team Liquid's roster. Um, that during the beta, when we, when we found that was, was quite amazing, actually, that, that something as simple as that could be the differentiator between a one game fan and a three game fan. It, it was, it was really opening. The other thing to say is that, um, uh, the same thing was true with player streams. Often, uh, your favorite streamers weren't streaming and you'd go to the schedule page again and, oh, look, somebody else is live, uh, maybe Midbeast is live in, in League of Legends, or, or maybe DeBuzz is live in Smash. And you're a hungry box fan. Why don't we just tune in because get some points, whatever. Um, and then people really found connections with these streamers. It was really, really common to hear people say, I just tuned in to complete my quest or to pick up some points. And I actually found myself genuinely enjoying the content. And now I'm a regular viewer. Um, so again, uh, often it's just a matter of visibility and, and knowing that there are other people available. Um, and that's enough to bring people across the line to, to take them from one game to another and from one from one streamer to another. Absolutely. More of that interconnection is huge for esports. And I was I know I do this for my job, but I was kind of surprised how many uh, games as I was going through. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd consider myself a fan of that game. Oh, yeah, I consider myself a fan of that player. Uh, and going through it, I was like, oh, I'm. I usually think of myself as a guy who's a fan of maybe one or two major esports, Hearthstone and Rocket League. But lately, I've been getting into Valorant. I still got some love for CSGO from the past. I, and so I was like going through it. I was like, oh, wow, Liquid has so many players 
And I, I didn't totally realize all of these guys I watch independently are all liquid until I see all their names laid out in one grid and I'm picking between them. So I, yeah, I, uh, I think it's a good flex we, we, for liquid is what I'm we, saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess you could look at it that way if you really wanted to. But um, I think what we've seen in the past is that um, usually the only time we'd see people fo- go from one game to another is if, um, let's say... They were a huge Team Liquid StarCraft fan back in the day, back in the 2010s, the 2011s, and during the StarCraft boom. Uh, four or five years later, they come and they're actually, now I'm playing League of Legends. Who Who's in League of Legends? Oh, Team Liquid's in League of Legends. I know them. I'm going to support them. And before Liquid Plus, that, that kind of thought process that I recognize Team Liquid, so I will support them in this new venture, was kind of the only way that people were hopping between games. With Liquid Plus, now we're seeing that happen a lot more organically and we're seeing a lot more people just naturally pick up other titles or, oh yeah, actually I do play this game. Maybe I am interested in uh, what's going on in, uh, in TFT, for instance. Um, so it's a, it's a really amazing discovery platform as much as it is also a loyalty system for us. Discovery is so huge in esports. It's so huge and we need... You know, no no shots to Twitch. Except I'm going to take some shots to Twitch. It needs to have better discovery options, and we're seeing new companies pop up, like Juke, for example, that uh, does a good job trying to solve it. And there's no uh, surprise that Juke was founded by a former Twitch employee. Who's uh, shout out to Ben? He's doing great work. <laughs> so it's uh, there, oh, yeah. there's a lot of things happening in that world uh, to make things more discoverable, and I think having it happen within a esports uh, you know, a, a platform like Liquid Plus is a smart thing to do uh, because it keeps people fans of one brand. It helps build bridges between the players and the teams. Uh, something we need more of. Like I said, I, I have I've independently fans of a lot of Liquid players, and no offense, I would not consider myself a Liquid fan. I'm a journalist. I have to don't really have individual Maintain overall team fans. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like a lot of the players, and so I'm like, this is really cool. Um, and so I, I think there's there's something to be said there in helping build people into fans of an overall brand uh, and not just, you know, oh, I like Liquid here, but I like Cloud9 in this game and I like TSM in this game. I think there's something to be said for, for bringing people under one uh, umbrella on platforms like Liquid Plus. Yeah, and I think one of the very interesting things about esports is also that... Uh the affinity to a particular team isn't as strong as you might see in traditional sports either. Um, it was really common for us to see fans in Liquid Plus who are also fans of Cloud9 or fans of TSM and whatnot. Um, and, you know, that, that that's an interesting observation because you don't you don't see this the same kind of thing happening in the NFL or in the Major League Soccer or, or wherever. Um, but we like to think that Liquid Plus may be able to keep a little bit more of that in-house in future. But uh, we'll see how that one develops. Speaking of things that are in the development, uh, last question for you. We just got out of launch, and I don't want you to have to start looking towards the future. I know you're still probably bracing to see the initial rollout, how everything goes, watching that uh, user never creep up. But on the horizon, what are some things that you've thought about that you really want to add? Now, I don't know if you could say, hey, we're going to add this or not, uh, but what are some things people might be able to look forward to in the future coming to the platform? Well, the first thing to look forward to is the mobile app uh, that's coming out in maybe about two or three months from now. We're really excited about that. 
Uh, we also a lot of demand for that during the beta, and we've been hard at work getting that together. So everybody can look forward to that one. Um, and we're also very intent on taking the platform international, making sure that our Portuguese fan base, our, our Chinese fan base, uh, our Russian fan base, and, and more can all uh, use the platform in their native language. So that'll be coming down the pipeline, uh, hopefully this year as well. Beyond that, uh, it's very difficult to say exactly what we'll be working on. Uh, but I can say that uh, increasing the amount of community engagement on Liquid Plus is a pretty high priority. So we'll have to wait and see what form that one takes. Love it. I'm looking forward to it. Jesse, one last plug for Liquid Plus. Give us the, the one-minute spiel for why our listeners should hop over to Liquid Plus right now and get signed up on the profile. Well, if you're a fan of Liquid, there is no better place to be. If you want to know when, where, how Liquid is competing, you know we've got you covered with our schedule page. If you're a fan of Liquid and just want to be able to express your fandom, jump on board, jump in the Discord, check out the community, and make sure that uh, that you, you've connected all your platforms. And then every time you support us or interact with us across the internet, uh, you can pick up some points and eventually redeem that for cool stuff. I mean, we've got signed players, player merchandise. We've got we will have tickets to things in the future when once that's possible again, and and a ton of limited edition items as well. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a fan of Team Liquid, this is by far and away the place to be, and uh, it'll only be better as we build on it over time. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. I'm definitely going to be using it. It's very unique in esports, and I expect to see uh, some copycat platforms in the future. It's the esports way. Whenever anybody uh, opens something up, you're going to see some followers eventually. But Liquid Plus is the first uh, super unique platform, a lot of interesting applications to it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's the mark of a great idea if more people end up hopping onto it. So we'll see if that comes true. Uh, but for now, Liquid Plus is a one of a kind deal and you'll probably start seeing some ads if you have it already so be on the lookout for everything that team liquid is doing uh to promote this and among us tournaments some uh inter-squad games i didn't even name everything yeah inner or competitions in among us so the league of legends team versus the csgo team uh the ceos taking on each other the rocket league team versus the valorant team uh it, it'll be an interesting uh launch and, and go check out liquid plus i'll link it down below here but it's uh it just google liquid plus and, and, and you'll find it pretty easily jesse thank you for joining the show it was a it was a pleasure talking to you man uh look, looking forward to the future i hope you get some rest it's 6 a.m in new zealand right now so i hope you <laughs> get some rest and maybe maybe could find a, a half normal schedule after this lunch hey i appreciate that now we've got a, got a few hours left in the day yet uh, make sure everything's going well on my end but uh thank you and we'll try to get some rest awesome you all will be hearing this episode on Monday. Uh, if you missed last Friday's episode, I'm actually recording it after I recorded this show. Uh, but I'm talking to Victor Cow. He's a uh, partner at RSM Attorney. And we're going to be going over the GameStop debacle live as it's happening. We're recording this show on Thursday as Robinhood has stopped trading on all these various stocks and we're going to be talking to victor uh, about that and that'll be published on friday so if you missed that episode i'm sure it'll be a great conversation i haven't actually recorded it yet uh and then if you've already heard that show coming out later this week uh the gamer hour with chris bucket which will be coming out tuesday night at 6 p.m pacific time 9 p.m eastern time i'm not sure who he's interviewing this week but chris bucket always kills it so be on the lookout for the gamer hour tomorrow night as well